Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a schuss we have to be here and to do this mental health awareness program. We look, of course, looking forward to having Siata Deshmaya and to get your call so this way we can help create the awareness. The number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And what we would ask is we always have three little requests. Number one, to be aware that this is a family program and families, children above the age of eight, listen to it. So please make sure the questions are family appropriate. Second request is that this is a program that we're creating an awareness. And sometimes people ask how to questions like diagnose, what is it, what do I do? And we can create an awareness, but it's not that easy to really tell in a five, ten minute conversation what you should do. And the last request is to realize that this is a public, means a lot of people listen to these programs. And once you ask your question, to please be aware that your question gets once it's on, it's on. So we are going to our first caller that we have. Mrs. F, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. And again, sharing with everyone the number to call to ask your question is 718-683-5858. Mrs. F, you're on. Yes, hello. My name is Mrs. F. Um, and I've been working for the last, uh, the past 10 years, um, trying to make sure in between people, trying to help people, um, that have had a machloka in the family, either in the family, between neighbors, between friends. I actually do talk on Chazak. I have a Shalom hotline on Chazak where I share some of my stories and where I try to make people aware how important it is to. Beautiful. Uh, okay, uh, mistakenly that uh, we lost uh, Mrs. F. Please, Mrs. F, call again. Uh, some problem with the technical. In the meantime, uh, shall we go to Miss M? Let's go to Miss Miss M. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello. Okay. Uh, first, I want to thank you for the book. Yeah, it was really amazing. I read it and I was really inspired. It was like really good. Um, basically, so I read the Wind Teenage Girl, um, the nature of it. And I felt like I could really relate to it. It was really amazing, like, how you put down exactly what my nature is. And I've got a question on it, how so I can... You, which nature are you again? Which one did you say Wind. you are? Wind. Wind. Oh, Wind that's beautiful. I just want you to know, in, just in the Haftarah, more and more, I didn't put it in there in the book. And probably when I'll, maybe at the third printing, when it comes out, I'll, I'll see if I can work it out with Art Scroll. But in the Parsha, we're talking about now that when Mashiach will come in the Aftarah, about the Ruach Hashem, when, when we talk about the spirit, the, like the Neshama, it's all mentioned in the Ruach, in the wind, the Ruach Hashem. It's such a powerful force. It's about dreaming. It's about the, the spirit, the life, the, the heart. It's, it's beautiful. It's very powerful. If I would probably, you know, when you look at something, you would see if I could do something a little better or enhance more. I know it was put in there, but I would focus even more on that power, about the koyach of the ruach. It's a very powerful energy, detached, as we say, but still, there's able to look into the future, able to see what's going to happen. It's, it's a very powerful level. Good, I'm glad. We don't have too many ruachs calling up. We have a lot of fires, ace calling up that we do have, a lot of mayims. Yeah. 
Afars, but we don't have a lot of Ruach, so I'm glad you're bringing it up, that, that concept. Reb Nissen, do you know many like Ruach's people? They, they, you just see they have like a wisdom. They have a, in Yiddish there's a saying, a vat to cook, like a far's look, like they see the future. I never, I never read your book yet, but I want to Man, tell you that. Yeah, maybe, but as I know, I'm, I'm basically ninety, ninety percent a work. Yes. <laughs> so, and look at what your ruach has done, Kanai Nahara. I, I know, I know very well what is in man Yes, yes. Great. So go ahead now. What is your question? Okay. So basically, there's I'm talking about in school now. Um, so in the lessons, I find it very hard. There's, um, like when the lessons don't interest me. I mean, they interest me, but like if I like, I enjoy learning new concepts. And in the lessons, I like participating in everything. But then when it comes to like memorizing all those details, I just lose it and I give up. And then it, the school is not very whatever. I I want to I want to do well, but then when it comes to all those details, it's very. Um, hard. I don't know what to do about all this. I don't know what to do about it. I should be able to do well in school, and um, not. I should be able to. I should be able to do what I can't. Rather, I don't know what I. Um, what I think I can't do now. What but, do you think she's asking? What do you think her question is? What, what she asking? <laughs> no, this is typical work. Yes. In a certain way, lazy and. Uh, just to avoid all this kind of uh, physical, uh, I would say, obstacle in the way. You know, why should I put so much effort to, to memorize and stuff like this? We can do it. I, can't, I understood the, the idea. Okay, let's go weiter. This is the, the Ruach. That's what I, yes. I, I say. <laughs> and basically... Yes, like... Yes. The school, like, they, they want me to achieve like everyone else. And... Then I get overwhelmed and with all the details and everything, and I just give up because you know they want me to be like everyone else, but I'm not. So I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. So well, you are like everyone else. You are. Yes, but <laughs> is in the studio so many nights because he has the way he would like it, and he gives up a lot of time from family time. He could be working, as everyone knows how much time, and he's doing program after program which means that you have a natural inclination to the awareness, to the bigger picture, to helping, to see where things are going. But your weakness is being grounded and solid. And what I would tell you is not only are you like everyone else, you're even more than anyone else. And you've got to learn the groundedness of offer of ground. And when you can have the ground, the offer of ground, and you're dreaming of the Ruach, the two opposites, then you get to that balanced power. So remember, you're young, and for you, this is the adjustment stage, which Hashem gives you probably another 20, 30 years to get masterful at that. And then you can even be a teacher to other smart Hashem to 120. So you're pushing yourself as a teenager that you didn't get it yet. How about you give yourself 10 years to master that? Baruch Hashem, you're able to, let's say, read the book. You understand now it's your nature. You can see in the book the negative sides to that. You're fitting right in there. And if you continue reading the chapter on Ruach, it's about please bring some more offer into your life. Bring the groundedness. Bring the solid. What can I do? I don't believe I can. The teachers believe I could. Then I probably could. 
Yeah, but I feel like they don't understand me that, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I give up. It's so hard and, I don't know, my, for my nature, it's much harder. I don't know. Um, like, what can I do about it? How can I get Earth into my life? How can I... How am I, read how am I able to... Um, read about groundedness. Make little goals now. And know that those goals, no matter what's going to have to get done. So you might be up till 5 in the morning, but till that goal isn't done for that day. Having written down goals daily. I've, I've got two, three things. That's almost a hike for layava that I do every single day. And for me, it's so hard that sometimes it could be 11 o'clock at night or sometimes 1 in the morning, and I'm exhausted. No, I just got to complete my little tasks. I could do them up to 10 yeah. minutes each of them or even 30 seconds, but I got to do them. I'm not such a ruach, I'm more Mayim, but still, for me to be grounded is many times difficult. Yeah, but it's very hard. Oh? <laughs> like. Yeah. Life is hard. I'm sure that the teachers tell your parents, she can do much better. She can do that's all of it. Uh, that's what we But, you know, I, we know this. And I, I'm sure that, that you can do it. It's no question about it. Just, you know, as, as Ramon has said, write yourself. Right. I, I did it for myself. It took me many, many years to basically to work it. And I... I once upon a time, I used to work in the museums, you know, and you have a deadline over there that the gate of the museum open for the exhibition in this hour, and we're still working uh, up to the last minute. And this is something that uh, has to work, you know, and other people already two days before already finished. So if you write yourself and make yourself like a little bit, to you know, like, like a notebook, and child, you know that doing. I am doing this today. I know that it's difficult. I know that I. I it's. It's so. It's. It seems like so stupid. And why should I repeat it? As why I learn is I already have it. I already understood it. What is what the point? Today, I tell you, I see that I missed a lot of a lot of things because of this, and especially by the Limude Kodesh, that I I force myself to sit and learn. Even I got the idea, but I'm missing the, the, the you know, the, the process. And the university, I would say that in university, one, I, for example, what, what I study, industrial design and environment design, one of the biggest challenging is not to create the item or the object, is the process, how you, how you come to the design to build this uh, object. And this is the, the most difficult, for me, it was the most difficult because I come with idea, chick-chack, and put it on the table, on a, on a uh, board, and finish. But to create a process is very tough. And yeah. this, this is something that to work about it. So realize you're normal, you're healthy, you're exactly where you should be, and now starts the work. Well, I should just like another test, I make myself learn for it. Yeah. Like, oh, that, I find, yeah. Yes, you got it. That's, I that's it. Read the book, follow up with steps, get someone. But just realize, that's, that's welcome to life now. And the person that's off our has such a hard time dreaming. But it's not, I don't see it. It doesn't make sense. That's the best. Everyone in this world, everyone listening, had to learn something, had to deal with something. 
So help me just to make um, targets and everything. Yes. To write down. Two, two, three targets. Write down that you're going to do every day, Lena. There. Okay. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very yes. much. You're welcome. Thank you for staying up so late and calling in. And for those listening, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we would like to take your questions. So please go ahead, call up 718-683-5858. And we are going back to Mrs. F. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. We got disconnected somehow. Yes. Okay, so um, I... I basically work. I'm not a licensed therapist or anything. I just um, try to help people um, make peace, make sure in between if they've had a machleka between people, between family beautiful. members, between neighbors, between friends. And today, it's beautiful for you to mention that. I do have a hotline that I run on Chazak, a Shalom hotline, and people basically yes, get you've my mentioned number that, so the last the last few um, months, I've been getting an enormous amount of phone calls, abnormal amount of phone calls between mothers and daughters who are not talking to each other. And many times, I the daughters are in therapy already, and I'm just uh, sometimes I do get permission to speak to the therapist. And I just have a couple of questions that I'm wondering if you can help me with. Um, well, yeah, so that I, I should hope be able I can to help shed an these, awareness. So um, my first question is that I did hear from certain therapists that in order, um, if a daughter has a mother with a, a personality disorder, then the only way to heal that daughter is if the daughter completely disconnects and breaks off from her mother. Now my question is, is it true that daughters with personality disorder, mothers with um, personality disorders, the only way they can be healed is if they break off completely from their mother? And if that's the case, um, shouldn't Dostoyer be asked for a thing that we're dealing with cognitive service and method, which is part of the says Hadibris. I mean, I know that if um, someone is told by a doctor not to fast the Yom Kippur, they know that they first have to call a Dayan or a, a, a Ruva and ask a Shalu and explain what the doctor is saying and ask if they're allowed to not fast the Yom Kippur. Why are there so many daughters that are not even... If I ask them about Dostoyer, they, they wonder, they, they never heard of this question. Why do I need Dostoyer? My therapist said... I don't have to talk to my mother anymore. Finish. And sometimes the mothers are not even aware why their daughters are not talking to them. So my question is, is that, is that, is that true? Is that the only way to heal these daughters? And is that correct from a tighter perspective? You know, I feel we can have probably an hour conversation just with you without any callers. <laughs> let's see how this conversation will go. So let's <laughs> start with... Uh, a question that you've done, and I'll just tell you the difficulty in your question. You've said in a blanket statement, the only way to heal daughters that their parent is a personality disorder is to disconnect. Now, anything in the medical field as well as the psychological field works with it depends. So would you say the same blanket statement, take an easy illness like a strep throat, that if anyone ever has a strep throat, 10 days of antibiotics will heal a strep throat? Would you say that? No. Why not? It's a simple it's thing. A how many years right. do we already know how to treat a strep throat? 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now understand that a personality disorder is a thousand times more complicated to deal with than a strep throat. Mm-hmm. So now let's that understand. My... So you've asked, is that the only way? The answer is, of course not. It depends on how severe the personality disorder is, depends on how severe the person, the child has suffered, depending which number the child is, if they're number one and they got the worst of it, if they're the younger ones where there's already other married siblings where they can go to, depending if the personality disorder is a mother and it's a daughter that suffered, depending if it's a personality that's a father, personality disorder that's a father and it's a daughter, or it's a father and a son, each of these depends on the level of it. Now let's go to the next level you asked. When it is severe and the parent with the personality disorder, understand when it's a severe person, there are also different levels of personality disorders. There are those that walk around pain and that they're more confrontational when you're just interacting with them. There are those people with severe personality disorders that they will rather, that I know parents that have personality disorders that were cursing their own grandchildren to die. This way they can punish their daughter for not speaking to them. Now, would you encourage that daughter when her mother is cursing and davening every day to Hashem that her grandchild should die, this way the daughter should feel pain? Would you say, ah, let's now encourage this daughter to speak to that mother when you see how severely ill she is? I'm asking. Right. Well, right. you're, you're Shalom. you got an entire thing on Chazak about Shalom. Would you say the best thing for this woman that's barely functioning as a mother, as a husband, ah, this mother that's davening her children should die, yes, let's push her to speak. That's Shalom. Would you say that's the best thing? No, no. But shouldn't okay, so let's, hold maybe on, hold on, let's stop a second. Hold on, let's mm-hmm. stop. Now, please okay. forgive me for now getting a little bit tougher on you. That is okay. that people share with us therapists things that your hair will stand up. You would not believe it at times how sick some people are. And therefore, many times when Askan or people just share part story, you don't know the full story. Many times, or I say most of the time, those that have a personality disorder are running from one Askan to the next Askan that the family member said, oh my gosh, this is already after five years, the next one saying try to make Shalom. I'm not saying not to make Shalom. I just need you to understand what many of the children are going through that at a certain point, they already say, I can't anymore. We've tried with five different therapists. We've tried five different Askanim, or most of the time it's 20 different ones going on for many years. Now, again, I feel the way I'm being put on the side to defend someone to, dis- to disconnect. When I, we never say disconnect. Disconnect is always last resort, just like when do you use a hospital, when it's a last resort. You don't have doctors saying, oh, strep throat, go to the hospital. No. There's a process. Disconnecting is always the last case. Once you've tried so many boundaries, once and the personality disorder has broken almost every rule and every boundary that you've set, that is when you start setting up those rules. Or, unfortunately, when the person with the personality disorder has attacked therapy that this woman now isn't functioning. This woman can't get up in the morning. This woman is screaming at her kids that half her kids are in therapy. 
This woman is someone that if the husband walks into the house or she calls him ten times a day, you have to help out. The kids are fighting. The kids are this. The kids are They're not functioning. And then she speaks to her mother, which starts the guilt. You know, you didn't call me enough. You know, this sister is, is going somewhere. Why don't you go along? Only complaints and tightness. You know, this other anical is smarter than your anical. So when we got severe cases, children of personality disorders many times are suffering and they're not functioning, and they all their parent, because their parent is never ill for so many years that the parent doesn't even know how to give a compliment, that first we need to stop the negative, then sometimes children of, per, children of personality disorders might need two years of therapy just to build themselves up again. And that per, parent with personality disorders, which I'm going to leave that for last, is what are you telling them to change? Before you're worried about the children for disconnecting, because we're always worried about the victim, about how we're mm-hmm. attacking the victim. How about we send the one with a severe personality disorder to be responsible, saying, you know what, for 40 years you've been making this daughter's life pain. We understand why. We know you're ill. We know you went through victim. We know you might have gone through the Holocaust. We know you went through trauma. But now give your kid two years to heal. That's all we're asking. We're not saying they don't want you. We're not saying they don't like you. We're not saying they'll disconnect forever. Just give them a little breathing time. Would you tell a person that is in, that, that is in an intensive care unit, now give a drusha, now get up and run the marathon? I've dealt with cases where I had to refer them out because they were literally in intensive care unit emotions. And then we start getting the pressure from the parent, but speak and call when the parent is still negative and the parent never worked on themselves. So I'm just explaining. So just let's go to step one. So I just want to explain why in severe cases, not easy cases, not in the beginning cases, not where a parent is negative, but where a parent has unfortunately, not because they're bad, but has done a lot of destruction that now the children, either the husband, it means either the son or the daughter, that they're married for many years and they're not functioning. And that's what we need to do right now. Mm-hmm. But the mother is not even told the reason. She doesn't even know why the daughter is not talking to her. Shouldn't she be okay, told? Okay, let's stop. We'll is... get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. Now, let me just give you one more muscle just to understand. Do you know in every hospital, what's the policy when you're doing surgery? Do they let family members in the surgery room? No. No. Because right now it's surgery. You can't have the emotions going on. The doctors, the, the, the machines are going up, the machines are going down. You can't have all that emotion there. When there is severe, where there's personality disorders, they are stuck. And you need to do, it's it's a major surgery. And sometimes surgery is eight hours. And when when there are children of personality disorders, I don't want anyone to think if you're a child of personality disorder, you need to disconnect Hashem or it's years of therapy. It's not. It's depending on the severity. And Mm -hmm. let's just understand, when the parent says they don't know why, that's practically impossible. It's classic that personality disorders hear what they hear. Personality disorders have black and white thinking. It's very likely that this daughter has told this mother for about three years now with several ascondums saying, slow down, compliment. And they don't realize where they're stuck, why they didn't hear it. No one, could you think of any Yiddish child, forget about now therapist, that would one day decide, you know what, mommy, I'm not talking to you. Does that make sense? Let's let's be real. Mm-hmm. 
some. Do you think any, do you think a husband is going to pay $150 or $250 to to one day just disconnect from their mother? I don't know any Jewish person. I've never had a, I've never had someone say, "Here, I'll pay you money and just dis- get me to disconnect." They're mm-hmm. coming to so heal. Right, but that that gets me to my second question, which I I've seen, I've heard, I've spoken to daughters that have gone to, to therapy for different reasons, either because they've gone through a traumatic incident or for social issues or whatever, and the therapist has put the entire blame on the mother, and the therapist is the one that told the daughter, I think your mother has this and this um, personality disorder, without even ever speaking or seeing the mother. Oh, yo, yo, jump, I let, let many, me jump over. I, 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 Thank you, Rabnissa. I cannot, I cannot, yeah. it's, you know what, it's something that's really burning in, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm jumping here and, uh, and I don't know, I please, don't know what, please. what kind of, you know, we're facing every day the same story. I'm telling you, I got phone calls from all over them. I got a phone call, I got uh, a, a lady that called, my daughter left me and she married and she, they, she doesn't even pick up the phone, she doesn't want to disconnect the phone, she blocked the phone. And I told her, listen, you remember three years ago what happened to your daughter? Do you remember what happened four years ago to her daughter? Why should she call you back? Why should do it, you know? And it's happened every day, every single moment. And I'm telling you the truth, people have to face reality. I am not a great fan of, of therapists. You know, I'm really not great. But a do- yeah, a, by the way, a, it's true. I'm the only guy that he likes. <laughs> he doesn't... Uh... I'm, yeah, I, I, on his program does not hold too much a therapist. But I believe in a Kadosh Baruch boy. I believe in everything. But at a certain position, you have to take and stand up. And a daughter is not. She is not stumped in a therapist. She is not stumped because she need the help. She need the chizuk. She need a good word. Something good. She is something. She is worth something. I'm telling you, I have a case right now. It's not a daughter. It's a, it's, it's a wife that. Really, as under under abusive a, a BBT husband, and all the askanim and all the derabanim and everybody. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about twenty. Couldn't help it. Couldn't help Sometimes it. Sometimes I I know I know personally of two cases where I know the mothers and I really, I mean I know that the daughters have exaggerated and this daughters stories to the therapist, and the therapist never spoke to the mother or saw the mother or diagnosed the mother by listening to the daughter. Maybe the daughter is exaggerating. Maybe she's distorted oh. fast. Maybe it's not now, true. First, and now so she's totally we, cut off we, from exactly. her mother. Let's go ahead and take your question. Let's take your question. So your question is, how could a therapist ever diagnose or tell a person to disconnect? Maybe the daughter is the problem. And I'll tell right. you a little secret that we do in therapy, and it's very simple. When someone's got a personality disorder, knows if someone's making up stories and lies about their mother, these people have, it's called an interpersonal issue, means they have a difficulty with, with getting along with people, and they're going to have it with their husbands, with their kids, with their mother-in-laws. One of the ways in order to diagnose a personality disorder is they must have interpersonal issues. It means they must have difficulties with people, and it has to be consistent in almost every area of their lives. So people that are diagnosed with a personality disorder, it's consistent. means where it's personal. Not if it's at work where they could be there six or seven hours, and they don't have to be personal, but they might have it with the boss. 
So you will find people that are personality disorders, they've got fights with their neighbors, they've got fights with a spouse, they've got fights with daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws. They'll have fights, consistent fights, not in every area, but in many areas. So one of the ways that a therapist starts being aware if someone is the personality disorder or if someone is making it up is the first places almost all personality disorders will have fights with their therapist. I don't like this time. How dare you not change the time for me? I don't like this. I don't like that. We see the signs. You can see the personality disorder within the first three sessions. They can't hold themselves back because you're going personal. So when the therapist starts telling the daughter, no one meets a girl, a client, no one says disconnect. That's not how the process goes. The process is, can you just speak an Arab Shabbos? Can you speak twice or three times a week? Keep the conversation right. short. And you know what usually happens when you speak to a daughter, you tell a daughter, okay, just call your mother, just talk about neutral stuff. Right away the mother goes, generally, oh, you don't want to talk about the, the painful, you don't want to talk about my pain? Everything's about them. I've heard so there is no way, to, no way to work huh? it out with certain boundaries, so they should be able to talk once a week or whatever. The, the, of course you could. The only way to do it is disorder. to disconnect. You know what the personality disorder does? The personality disorder says, don't call me Arab Shabbos once. I don't want to be a mother for that once. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. Personality disorders are, again, black and white thinking. If we don't have mothers that tell me that they wish their daughters would call them only once a week. They tell you that. They tell you that. They tell you that. And the reality is when you speak to the daughter, why don't you call, they'll tell you their trauma of when they tried that. They'll share with you how we tried it. That's the classic story. You see, part of the problem with a, with a personality disorder is they share their distorted view. So what, part of a personality disorder is they're a lot more sensitive. So imagine the mother, the daughter, also, I just want you to understand, when you're talking to personality disorders, the conversation is not about the children. It's not about the candrel. It's about them. If the grandchild is successful, it's good for them. The grandchild's not, it's not good. A grandchild is fat, they'll tell you your grandchild's too fat. The grandchild is too tall, your grandchild's too tall. The grandchild is, they're going to have complaints. They don't know. They need to first be taught how you speak. And if that child, when you get the cases before it's the severe cases, be on the phone when the daughter talks with the mother. Not have them speak. Stay on. That's what we do. One of the ways you start getting them together is you start having conversations with a third person there. The, the borderline usually behaves much better when, they're, when, there's a, when, there's, when they're afraid. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to give you a lot, of, a lot of credit, and I really want you to know I feel you bring up some great points. Point number one is, and this is my belief, I say it all the time on the radio, do not disconnect from your parents without speaking to a rub. I agree with you a thousand percent. I can probably say, I don't want to say every, but almost every case in our office where we had to stop slowing it down, or even if you just speak twice a week, no personality disorder parent has ever told us twice a week, that's fine. They go, I don't want to speak to you if it's not twice a week. Then they, then they don't pick up. Then when the kid still calls, then they stop calling. Then they go to the rub saying, you see, my kid stopped calling. No, you stopped picking up the phone, and you distorted the conversation. Or the kid calls for five minutes, but to the personality disorder, five minutes is not called a conversation. So now they will say they were never there. Let me share with you a great story that only number of victims of personality disorder children can understand. A personality disorder woman is in the hospital. Her children, the son and daughter-in-law, is there every single day for three weeks. 
The son gets a call from a nurse on the sofa saying, how dare you not visit your mother once? Your poor mother is a victim. She went, she served, whatever, she went through many traumas. How can't you not visit her? And he's telling her, nurse, I don't know which department you want, but I'm in the hospital right now. She just can't be. She says, come into the room. I'm there right now. So she goes up, and she also sees the son there. And then she goes to the lady, and right away the personality disorder says, uh, sends the son out, and then tells the lady, he just showed up. You must have called him, and he's here now. Mm-hmm. This is classical stories. Now, the reason why the children don't want to speak to you is not because they don't want to make shalom. Because part of the problem with a personality disorder is, is that once the Askin gets involved, usually after three months, they see how the personality disorder is not agreeing to any of the agreements, and then the Askinim drop the case, which makes sense. So what happens is this child of a personality disorder has gone through so many askanim that promise everything that when we've got clients and they tell us an askan wants to get involved, I, tell, I, I encourage the client to tell the askan as follows. You deal with my mother or my father for three months. If you can get them to speak positive, because they're always going to be sharing how negative the world is. They can't remain three months and grow. They drop out of therapy. You tell them to do something that they don't want to do, and all of a sudden you'll see how they turn on you. So what I usually tell my clients are the new asking called up, just tell the asking, look, you're number 28, because there's usually high numbers. They don't stop. You're number 28. Deal with my mother or my father for three months. If you can break through three months continuously, speak to them week after week, have them positive, you get there, then call me back. Most of the time after three months, the Askanim are saying, you're so right. Your mother just wants to say, or father just wants to say they're a victim. They're not trying my positive. They're not saying the Tehillim or whatever. They're not, they're not doing the goals that we have. They're not leaving the house every day. They're not being positive with the other children. They're still kvetching. They can't let go of this one child that's not talking to them and not focusing on the five children that are talking to them. They're stuck nebuch in that prison of negativity. Did you ever ask the mother uh, if she called the daughter once in yes, her life? Yes, the mothers say that they call. They keep on calling. The daughter's not picking up. They don't know why. And uh, many times when I speak you know, to the daughter, the daughters are telling me that the, the therapists are the ones that say you are not allowed to talk to your mother. That's why I wanted to just understand. It's the easiest like, way to blame us. Yes. Now understand what's happening. So these, yes. here, these kids are never falling apart. They're not functioning. Mm-hmm. Do you know how sad it is? Could you imagine a child... A mother that doesn't get up in the morning, doesn't cook or doesn't clean, mm-hmm. yelling and screaming, high anxiety. They're on medication, but their personality disorder parent isn't. They don't sleep at night. They wake up of nightmares. They hear shouting and screaming. This is what's going on. And what on. if it's not and, true? And what, if, and what if it's not true, if it's an exaggeration? I mean, I personally know of a daughter that has really made up a lot of stories about her mother. I, so I now, know for sure that they're now, not... Excellent. Now stop thinking like a therapist. If, if you have a client, let's say 30 years old, making up stories about that mother, let's think a second. Why would this woman do that? How sick is she right She's now? She's exaggerating. She is exaggerating. She's taking Why would an adult 30, 40-year-old exaggerate? Let's understand. Let's go into the psyche a second. Stop thinking like a therapist. Therapists mm-hmm. are looking for causes, underlying causes. Why would a 30-year-old, let's say, woman married, 
with, let's say, five kids of her own. She doesn't want her kids to disconnect from her. Why would a lady make up stories about their mother? Why would they exaggerate? Now, based on the because therapist's the therapist experience... Is squeezing it out of them. I mean, she's asking them, did your mother do this? Hold on, let me understand why. Listen, can I squeeze out of you to go tell me that you hit your, your kids every day? I want to squeeze it out of you. Are you going to say that? What? What she's saying is that the therapist squeezed out of them yes. things that aren't real. Do you they, think a no, therapist... They, they, look, I, I look... They go for therapy for something else, and, the, and somehow the therapist... Like, I, I would say, I would, okay, I would say the therapists are not angels. Let's point this <laughs> And sometimes, but, but, but I would say, I would say that definitely sometimes in a certain issue, maybe, maybe the daughter has a problem, but I want, I want to tell mm-hmm. you about the BBT, BPT, you know, that we are, are dealing, that I learned this term here in the show. And mm-hmm. it's so right. It's amazing to see a woman or, 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 or male that a man that basically all over the world volunteer here working in the chesed hour and this and when it's coming to the 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 own world they're closing and that's no no kids and nothing you know and i if you can ask how many times they call the kids compare what she complained okay of the kids if the kids doesn't call them or don't call them the uh, and five times a day so it's not good negatively negativity one thing that i would t- say that therapists help to these kids or maybe the parents as the some the, the, maybe the kids is bpt it's opened also but mm-hmm. the parents has to learn how to basically to to live with or the spouse this is the whole idea of the awareness here because this is we we're giving here on the radio to people the point of view right. To look around and see something wrong, something, and how to keep running and living yeah. with this. We we believe, yeah. as as Mordechai said today, as, uh, this morning was Arona Cohen, Shalom, Shalom. But when it's come to a din, to a basically Aaron wasn't, you know, we learn it in, in the Dafyomi that Aaron Arona Cohen couldn't be a judge. He always favored the, the, the pshara. He couldn't make, but when you have a din, it has to be sharp, like a knife. Mm-hmm. And okay, this... I, I don't want you to get me wrong. I, I personally send many people to therapists when I feel that I, I, I just can't deal with it. I tell them I think you need professional help, and I've sent many people to therapy. I don't, I don't think that therapists... Up. I love this conversation. I want to make sure that I don't, don't think that therapists are wrong at all. I mean, I, I, I think therapists have done wonderful things. No, I want to explain it. I appreciate do... it. Very rarely can I discuss it with someone. So let's go ahead and take your question. I like that what you just said, because I had that recently. Watch this. A person comes into my office telling me they suffer from anxiety. They, have, they can't sleep at night. They're tense. I ask a simple question. What were you thinking before you got that panic attack? What's the difference? So what do you mean? I just, we want to show you there's a, there's a link, there's a chain. Our thoughts create stress. Our thoughts can create calmness, certain behaviors, certain experiences. What was going on before? The person knows I had a fight with my husband. Okay, fine. That was one time. Tell me another time that you had. When did you? She says, oh, and let's say the person says, sometimes I get mommy's serious back pains. Okay, what was going on then? My husband was saying that there's no money going on. That we don't have money. And as we're just asking questions about the stress, more and more stories are coming up about the husband. Mm-hmm. 
So would you say now that the husband is created in this woman, the mind, she, he, the, he or she forced her to say the husband's the problem? Because I get attacked by that all the time. So that's why I appreciate the ability to explain it. So now imagine the therapist is asking this, this, this daughter, saying, okay, so you had a pretty good day. Oh, you had a good two days. Wow, all of a sudden you're stuck in bed for two days. What happened just before that? I spoke to my mother. She told me how all the other kids are good, and I'm the worst child. She has harata. She ever had me. This is classical words of personality disorders. And once I heard that, I just got, I couldn't handle, and then I went into bed. So he said, okay, so let's recognize getting critic. Now we ask the next question. Is it just by your mother, or do you get critic from other people? Like maybe the person is too sensitive. And then the person says, no, it's always whenever it comes up to my mother. Give me another example. Then we start seeing four or five places where when she interacts with her mother, she's stuck in bed and she can't function. Again, this is more severe. Then we start asking, because we don't want to assume that it's just the mother. We start asking, what happens with your husband? Do you ever have a disagreement with your husband? Because if whoever is listening and is married knows it's normal to have a disagreement. And she'll say, yeah, I had a disagreement, and how do you after this agreement? I'm okay. Now, most professional therapists won't just believe those words. You even ask them, tell me the disagreement that you had with the husband. And they share with you. He wanted to go out at night to Hasna. I wanted to go earlier. He wanted to, or the other way, he wanted to go earlier. And I said, no, I have to put the kids to sleep. He walked out upset, but I still put the kids to sleep. Then we went together to the wedding, and we worked out. So you see, oh, there was a disagreement, and she didn't have back pains. She wasn't negative. She didn't think she doesn't want to live anymore. And that's how we start recognizing we start developing a pattern. Many times children of personality disorders are so used to this language that they don't realize that when a mother criticizes or this personality disorder parent or even sister, we're talking over here about mothers, but what about sisters? You've got sisters that are saying, oh, you're inviting, you put this sister in to sit next to you and not me, so I'm not coming to your next wedding. And now there's an entire fam fight in the whole family. Personality disorders means that around them, relationships are complicated. They take things personal. Around them, unfortunately, there's usually machlaikis, and to the outside world, they're always the Rahmanas. And a simple test on how you deal with personality disorders is give them a task, something that's hard for them, and you see how quick they turn on you. Part of to diagnose a personality disorder is they have to have the ideation, the idealization, idealization where they respect you tremendous, and then they turn your enemy. You mm -hmm. do what they want, you are Mashiach. The minute you don't do what they want, takes of kapuras, you're nothing worth. That's mm -hmm. part of the diagnosis for personality disorder. They're extremes. They love you and they hate you. Could even be in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. Thank you very, very much for um, explaining now, this to me. You really helped Before me. you Thank hang you up, much. I want to ask you, Mechila, if I was too tough on you. Do you feel I was no, too no. tough on you? Because no, I did not thank mean you very to be. much for explaining. And I want to be Mahalik really you and everyone that is Ayyav Shalom, the Roy of Shalom, because we need that. And I even want to be Mahalik for you to realize that personality disorders is known in the world. Till the therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy, it is known as the diagnosis that therapists run away from. Do you know why? Because therapists get blamed for everyone, for everything. Mm -hmm. Therapists do not want to touch personality disorders. It only gives them agus nefesh. This personality disorder will bashmutz them to everyone in the streets. They'll bashmutz them to every rav out there. And therapists were petrified of them. 
until there came a system that Baruch Hashem, there is a mahalach how to help the personality disorder. But you need to be a bit, not a bit, you need to be experienced working with them. You need to hear the stories. You need to make sure that you don't get caught in the false pity. And sometimes, I'm going to say something controversial, and please not to take it the wrong way, but sometimes they are very smart that they would then want to learn to say, you see, I'm a Talmud Chacham, or you see, I have a doctorate, a college degree, or you see, I'm very wealthy. And that's when, unfortunately, you have many times where people are, sometimes the family members don't want anything to do with it, or they're confused because they use their knowledge as an excuse to get away with whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, Shalom, I am not, I just needed to be aware that sometimes when you deal with personality disorders, they can have a lot of titles to their names, but it's mm-hmm. still unhealthy. And it's still yeah. an illness and it's still able to help. So for you and everyone doing Shalom, Chazak V'Amatz, please do that. And I want to finish off saying, I believe, and I say this all the time, any therapist that if you're going to tell a child to disconnect needs to be going, needs to be worked with a Rav. That's, Thank you. I believe Thank what, you very what much. you said, 100%. And I hope this, and I, and I wish you Hatzlacha. I really do. Amen. And uh, I also apologize, you know, Mechila, about this. But really, it's something that, uh, especially a case with the mother and daughter, that I really was involved very strong and I, I, I saw I saw it on my eyes and uh, it's really really uh, you have to to work about it strong a parents has to accept it or a kids has to accept many times the kids is a personal border and uh, yes there are parents that never that the kids have personality disorders sure and the parents hiding it until certain age and then it's blowing face Yes. I'm going to read the message of Nissen that you got someone complimenting you. That's beautiful. So first, let's share with everyone the number. It's 718-683-5858 to please share your comments and whatever you would like to share. 718-683-5858. Boy, I haven't looked. We've got over here a lot of messages. See, here we got one. I wish I could tell that lady how hard it is to recognize how damaging loving parents can be. It's much easier to downplay than face reality. Okay, that's one message. Another message that someone sent is, let's check this out because there's, okay, you are sending a lot over here. All right, let's, let's just read some of them. Let's go to one. Hi, good evening. I love your radio show. Keep it up. Thank you, Rav Nissen. I had a beautiful insight today. I realized that when I'm assertive, there's no need for Lush and Hara. For example, my sister will lash out at me over the phone because she's in a bad mood. I can choose to be assertive and tell her, I love talking to you, but it seems as if you're not in the right mood now. I feel you're letting out your frustration on me. When you calm down, I'll be more than happy to speak to you. Whereas if I stay on the phone, I allow her to carry on and lashing out, I will wait for her to put down, call my brothers and sisters, and sometimes my friends, and tell them how my sister just lashed out at me and she is crazy. She is always doing this to me. Blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Baruch Hashem. I am so happy that this information, people are getting it. Yes, Lashon Hara of Nissan giving you the credit for that. Lashon Hara is when we're weak. If you could tell the person, please don't do this, then you're strong enough to do it, and then you stop it. So again, just for people, I'd like you to know, you can ask your question, call up, 
718-683-5858. You said that I agree with the woman? <laughs> okay. Yes, let's go. Let's go and read this. Thank you for all that you do for the cloud. Amazing awareness on the radio. And you two phenomenal. Oh, and your two phenomenal books inspired me to grow tons. Baruch Hashem. I'm creating a course for teenagers on self-growth <coughs> and awareness to be taught in high schools. Baruch Hashem. What are the top few topics you'd suggest I include with true appreciation? Thank you. Okay, let's see this one. I agree with this woman. My daughter hasn't spoken to me in quite a while, over a year. The therapist never spoke to me and only hears one side of the story. Great. Let me go ahead and share to all of you parents that your children aren't speaking to you. Let me share with you a very simple yesoid. Love. Just practice giving other children of yours just positive without any negative. Just try it. Just very simple. Just try giving positive. You will see that if you practice, usually when, I, when we tell a parent that children have disconnected, why do you think a child would disconnect? Either you're way too weak that they're manipulating you, that the child is a personality disorder, because what child does want to disconnect from their parents? I can't imagine a healthy child to want to disconnect. So either they've got a personality disorder or their spouse has a personality disorder, or it's possible that it's by you. And the way to get back to your, to get close with your daughter is actually to have other relationships that are healthy means have relationships with your other children. Stop thinking about you. Do you have disagreements with people that are close to you? Do you have, do you have, are you in court? Are you whatever? Are you always, are you having issues with neighbors? Let's focus on you. Yes, it's painful. Of course I agree with you that it's painful. Of course therapists hate that. But why would someone disconnect? One person sent the message the other way. I agree. We don't make up stories talking about the children when they said the children's making it up. The proof is in the pudding. All right, Jorvnison, we are going to go to Mrs. K. Hello, Mrs. K. With anxiety, uh, what could uh, she do that shouldn't go over to the kids? Go for help. Change it. Mm-hmm. No, isn't that simple? If someone has anxiety, anxiety is very workable. But is it going to go over? Let me ask you. Let's try this again. Let's assume you have a stain. You're holding a cup, and every time you hold a cup, you spill it, and it goes all over your clothing. So now your question is, what should I do that my cup should not ruin all my clothing? What would you say? Take it away. Take it away. Exactly. So that's the same answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That simple. Ravnissa, what would you say if a parent has anxiety and you don't want it to go over to the kids? You know, first of all, it's it's great that the kids realize that uh, parents and the as this guy, my tongue is you know my accent, but uh, it's really it's it's a great that you know it and just to say I don't want it, right? I don't want it. That's it. Kiss it out, right. you know. 
and yeah. make fun about it. You know, so why you why you care? Why you worry about it? Hakadosh Baruch Hu is looking for us. What is all this thing stuff you know around? Why the door is open? Why the window is closed? Just Hakadosh Baruch Hu is here. We have, a, as we say, if Hashem lo if shomer, if if Hakadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't keep the in the city. We don't have uh, any keeper, you know. So just yeah. take out the anxiety and make about it a little bit fun and uh, think about it. It will go away. I don't see any problem. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you. Certainly. And okay. I got over here one more message I said. There's nothing near exaggeration. It's, nothing. it's under-exaggerated. So someone feels that we're under-exaggerating with what is happening. All right. And for those that would like to ask the question again, the number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we are looking forward to taking your questions and your comments. Go ahead. Feel okay. free to call up. Okay. We have uh, Mrs. L. Okay. Mrs. Mrs. L. Okay. You're on. Yes, I got the message. You're on with Mordechai and Herb Nissen. Hi, thank you. I really enjoyed the question just now about the um, BFD. Um, yes. Whatever, I didn't hear the beginning of the question, but your answer was very um, helpful. I want to understand. Um, um, it makes it makes sense that it could be if it's um, one of the parents, and even if it's not the if it's not the parent that you you would especially be good with, that it would affect a disconnection that. I mean to say that if it's like it would be the father and if a, a boy would go rather with the father and a girl would go rather with the mother which have more connection, does it make sense that you would still feel that there's a disconnection? Of course. Let, no, let's, let me take your question and heighten your question. It's as follows. I can see people come into the office and sometimes you can right away tell that they're a child of personality disorder. And I right away go within two minutes, go, okay, which one of your parents is a personality disorder? I go, how do you know? And it's watch what happens. Let's assume it's a girl, right, and the father's a narcissist. The father's really not well. Let's just understand what's happening. That means that the father is all about him, upset at neighbors or whoever's not matched of how great he is. Yeah. You, he wants to say his devout tires. He wants to give his long speeches, his long drushes. It's all about it's all about him. Everyone has to listen. You have to say yes, sir. You're not allowed to cry. If you're hurt, if you don't do a good mark, it's about he's upset. It's a reflection of him. And even though he was much tougher on the boys, but right, what happens is the girls are in the house. And, and they get afraid. affected by what when, they see. That's right. When will Tati explode next? What happens if the girls did speak? He might have yelled eight out of ten times at the boys, but the two times at the girls, you're afraid. There's a saying in English, when will the second shoe drop? When will the other shoe drop? That's the saying. That means if you hear one shoe drop, you're expecting the second one. And now you're sitting on Spilka's fear. The imagination of fear the fear of what happens if he'll ever turn on me, or if I will get those shouting, you see the fear. So one of the ways is you could just ask a person a simple question, like, tell me about your day. And I'm like, why do you want to know? 
The only people that usually tell you why do you want to know, or if you ask something, you go, oh, that's way too personal. Generally, it's usually there's a personality disorder in a parent, in a grandparent, or in a sibling. They're so afraid to have direct answers. People with anxiety open up right away, I'm such pain, please help me. When did it start? And they're going on and on and on, and you got to get out of it. you got to slow them down from talking. People with OCD, depending, they'll rationalize, they'll tell you this is the problem, it's only here, and then you've got to get out more places. The ones that are not trusting you, the mistrust, the ones that question you, the ones when you say, okay, I think you might have this diagnosis, and they challenge you, that's usually a personality disorder because they're missing the, the healthy interpersonal skills. So, yes, it, and I don't mean that they're missing the skills. I mean they're afraid. They're missing mm-hmm. the skills because they're afraid of what will happen if they just act normal. Very insecure and very vulnerable. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. They're always feeling vulnerable. They don't mm-hmm. know if uh, what. Just so you to understand, part of what happens with a personality disorder is that they have a low frustration tolerance. That means if something hurts them, they can right away explode. And they're in huge pain. So what happens is children being raised in that household don't know when, what will happen. It could be a little, could be that the laundry wasn't made. Could be that a kid didn't fold the clothing well. Could be that they just cleaned the kitchen and someone spilled a cup. It could be at a Shabbos table where the, where the father was making kiddush and it went on the tablecloth and now he's furious. Or a kid was standing, wasn't standing straight and that ticked them off. The kid didn't say the Devatayra clear enough. A kid started stuttering. You don't know what will get their fear, what will get them, sorry, frustrated, and now that they can lose it. And when they get upset, they get very mean. They're very vicious, unfortunately. They have harata on what they do, but they still did it. So therefore, you can tell or see that even if it's a father, but the girls, or the girls are, will still be affected. Does it make and sense? What, yeah, it makes loads of sense. Yeah. Well, Ravnis, so what, what do you be... say? Ravnis, so what do you say? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, the environment around you, as as the we know, the whole atmosphere, the atmosphere, so. and also that you know, also the body language and something like this. You know, just you don't have to scream and to create a, a really a, a bad atmosphere. You know, just a frowny face and just bad looking, and that's right. It's something that creates a very. Uh, you know, big Negative. difference Negative. on the atmosphere. You know, if a smile, and I'm telling you that all of us, as this, you know, sometimes we're coming home and we have tired and stuff like this, but when we just put it on our head and try to change it, you know, you can you can do miracles just uh, by by moving the the you know the face uh, uh, shape <laughs> from the, yes. the 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 lips going up and not down. And I want you to know this is a large part of the therapy that we do with children of personality disorders, that we tell them just because someone makes a frown, stop reading into it. You have to teach them that someone could have a frown, and it could be because they just thought about their bills that they have to pay, not about you. Children with personality disorders are on heightened alert. How might, I, how might someone get upset that I need to protect myself or I shouldn't get them upset? And this affects them in their marriage. It affects them with their children. Many parents have parenting questions. It's, my kid will get upset. And what's wrong if your child will get upset? You're the parent. 
They're supposed to be more concerned about you getting upset than you're afraid of them getting upset. And when you have that, we usually find out there was something going on in the family where they're afraid to be assertive or a parent was too assertive or too weak. Again, those are the extremes, and we've got to learn the balance. So like Rav Nissa said, you see someone's frown up or someone's frown down. What we teach children with personality disorders are ask the person, I think you're upset. Are you upset? And the person will, no, I'm not. And then you learn to actually trust it because personality disorders, when you tell them, I see you're upset, oh, I'm not upset, and they're yelling and screaming, and, and they're screaming, I'm in full control. I know exactly what I'm doing. No, but when you're dealing with healthy people and the person says they're not upset, we need to teach children with personality disorders to actually believe their words. And if someone is upset, they'll tell you, I am upset. This is all part of the skills that they have to learn how to go through life. They want to ask their rights. Do you know how difficult it is for a child of a personality disorder to tell someone, I want this, to exchange clothing? Do you know how hard it is to go in and tell a grocery, I bought this milk and it was spoiled? Assertive, assertive, a lack of assertiveness. That's right. Now you understand why they're petrified. Um, um, what about the disconnect about the relationship as levels of disconnecting? If, um, what's the highest level of, of disconnecting? Is it ignoring or is there like a balance of being there and sort of switching off? If you can clarify that a little more, what are you referring to? It, some people, they disconnect, cut off, or you're still around, you're still talking, but you disconnect. You're, you're just like sort of, you're not connected with what you're doing, if you're smiling, if you're talking to the person, but you're not really there? Yes. That is one level of disconnect. Certainly. It's okay. It's an okay relationship. Like it's, Good. It's, it's a way of dealing you with might it. Not have that. These are all survival tools, sure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the line. Excellent. Good. So do I. Ravnissa, what do you say to this? Yeah, excellent. <laughs> no, it's... A major important awareness. Thank you. Ah, uh, you're so welcome. So glad. Thank you. Okay, we'll Thanks. go to the, uh, probably to the last caller, right? Yes. And uh, one second. Mrs. K. Mrs. K, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hi. I feel like yes, my mouth hello. is on. Yes, do you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. I just, I felt like I couldn't sit still. I was listening to your show. I feel like my heart is palpitating and my mouth is run dry. Thank you so Oi. much for the way you, I thank you so much for the way you answered this woman before about making children between mothers and daughters. I just have no words. Thank you for the way you Okay, can you explain to me why? You don't have to share your story, but just explain to me, like, what you feel that was so special about it. I don't know. It, there's just too much to say that I have to be quiet. Yes. But oh, I will just tell you, I got a message where someone sent me. I'll send it to Rav Nissen of 10 thumbs up and, like, smiley faces and all telling me how much... Or, or like how much it was. And then they also sent a message saying, this person isn't living with these parents. Let them live there for three months and then speak. So I wonder if you can just share, like just with anyone, not even the details, just some concept 
of what you would like to say that was so special. Because I, I really, and that's why I asked her to make sure I listened to the same thing that Hashem, we didn't want to attack her. She was bringing up a great question. But we also need to understand what's happening sometimes, what the family members are, are, are going with and, and things along those lines. Yes, so would you be You know, this line has to finish. There's just too much I want to say. Really, really just too much. Okay, so you just wanted to say thank you. That it meant a yes. lot and it's very important. Thank you. And I, don't, and I don't want to knock that woman down. I'm sure these people who try to make peace and That's do right. Things, I believe she gets chizit. Do you know how much well, pain it is? Exactly. And I want to tell yeah. you something. For those, for those who understand, no words are necessary. And for those who don't understand, no words in the world will ever make them understand. Yeah. Yes. But I'd like to finish off with a little bit of a positive. I've taken now, as I told Reb and I think we shared it, I took the five-day training, the intensive, intensive training in DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, more to work with the family members, not with the personality disorder themselves, because we're too sensitive of therapists to work with that. It takes more than that. And I do, I'm planning on putting together a workshop. It's going to be probably after Sukkot. I already started working on it to put it together. And just to give the information, like, like this asking for people to hear, just to understand what the children know. It's like we're speaking over and over, and even to learn what are the basic DBT skills out there. So just to understand the process, and also a lot of other stuff I'm going to be putting in about the codependence, but just to understand that there is so much pain out there. And like you said, those that know, no words are necessary. And those that don't know, unfortunately... You know, they should, or fortunately, they should never know, but it's painful, and sometimes they speak, and they might not know. However, to this woman, I hope if she's still listening, we need people out there talking about Shalom and willing to do, not just speaking, willing to get on the phone and spend time. Yes. Mordechai, before we finish, I just want the last text I send you. Let's go, let's go. Let's... Let me read the, yeah. Does... Does it make sense? that the person who comes from a BPD household would be dear to challenge a rabbi, that's usually the personality disorder. I won't call them the house. I'll call them the actual one. A personality disorder will challenge the rabbi, yes. yes. And also the personality disorder would say, who's this Rav? I know a bigger one. I remember this Rav when they made those mistakes. Those are the signs of a personality disorder. Challenging a Rav and questioning our Rav are very different. You speak to a Rav, and a Rav would like you to question them. He's, let's see the Rav, let's see, ask the Rav. I had a molchik, a spoon, and it went into that. And the Rav says, okay, I think it's, I think it's kosher. He says, but I did this, this. Oh, I, you didn't say you did this, this. Oh, now it changes. It depends like this. Rabbanim would like you to clarify your questions. They would, they would ask, of course they ask many questions, but sometimes you might forget, sometimes you might forget a detail. So questioning a Rav means you're asking the Rav, can you explain to me why not this, why not that? A Rav will answer that with pleasure. When you're disagreeing with a Rav, what's your place to disagree with a Rav? If anything, you can go for a second opinion. But did you learn the halachas? Are you a practicing Rav? And not only that, when they usually disagree with the Rav, they don't just disagree. Again, what personality disorders do is they have to remove the empire, the entire person as if they're nothing. They'll start this Rav, was never even a Rav. And then they're going to start going to Yichus. I remember this Rav's father. And who does he think he is? I know what's going on by his children. Those are usually what personality disorders do. 
So let's understand, healthy people will ask a Rav, will question the Rav. It doesn't fit right with them. You could go for a second opinion. Rav Nissa, what do you say to this? Do you agree? <laughs> hundred uh, percent. It's really hundred uh, percent. And basically, the word dare, uh, dare to challenge a rabbi is not. It's something that you're not challenged. You're just trying to get from the rabbi help. You just write That's to right. notes. And if you feel that the rabbi is mistaken, try to or, or, or you know you doesn't understand you. Try try to be more clear and more you know trying to be more clear picture, the ring example to the rabbi, 99% of the rabbis uh, or, or Askanim or will we understand the position. But in the minute that you challenge them and disagree with them, it's, it's something that you have to look in the mirror and check yourself. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Ravnissa. Thank you, all the callers, and thank you for those that are sending the messages. And we hope we're able to shed a little bit more light, a little bit more awareness. Thank you, Ramadichai, and have a good night. Yes, have a wonderful evening. Amen.